Abundance of love, abundance of grace, down to that cross, you took my place, oh God, you take my ransom, your love, you give abundant life. Abundant Life, Christian Fellowship Church, loving God, loving people. Now. Here's Pastor Scott. If you have your Bible, turn to our book of the month this month, which is Matthew chapter 6. Every month, I let you and the people that follow us around the world know what book of the Bible I'm reading so you can follow along, and it gives you uh, some Bible study methodology so you don't have to worry about where should I be reading today. But in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, the Bible says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths can eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21 says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. I pray that you'd anoint me now with your spirit to say things that would be sound doctrine. God, I pray that you'd anoint my mouth and my mind to say things that would bring you honor. Teach us today is my prayer, God, from your word, by your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is out of the great sermon on the mount. This is Jesus teaching here in Matthew chapter 6. And uh, we've, we've studied about rewards. Somebody say rewards. The, the Bible teaches as believers we can get rewards in heaven for how we live on the earth. You can't build you can't build up enough brownie points to get saved. Amen. You can't be a good enough person to get saved. You can't merit salvation. Salvation is a free gift that is gained by faith. It is given to us from God by faith because of his mercy and his grace. You can't go to church enough. You can't put enough in the offering plate. You can't do enough good deeds. The Bible says by keeping of the law, no flesh will be justified because justification, being made right with God, comes by faith and not by works. Amen? You're not going to get to heaven because you were good, and you're not going to go to hell because you were bad. If you get to heaven, it'll only be because you put faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? But if you want to be blessed, that God says that you're blessed in your doing. God says that if you obey him, that there's certain things that he is going to bless you with. And here Jesus is talking about storing up treasures in heaven. And, and the title of the message, will you have a reward in heaven? Oh, whew, I hope so. I hope you have something in heaven. If you claim to be saved and you get that, the people that have told me through the years, Pastor Scott, I don't care if I have any crowns in heaven. As, as long as, if I just get in by the skin of my teeth, uh, the Bible says I'll be saved yet as by I'll get in with my coattail scorching. That's not love. Anybody that can say that they barely just want to get into heaven off just, you know, they don't want to have anything to show God. That's like coming to Big Mama's 100-year-old birthday party empty-handed. Your love is sketchy at best at that point. But I knew that it was going to be an ick on some of y'all talking about all this war stuff and, and trying to get you to understand that you should not allow media to bend your mind 
And I just wanted to play. I told uh, our church administrator earlier this week, uh, I tell her everything. She's my big sister. But I, I told her, because I always just crush one song, one or two songs, uh, listen to them for hours at a time. Y'all know how I do. Y'all have been around for a while. I just lay in the floor and pray and cry and listen uh, to whatever song God is just trying to sink deep inside me to create change in me. God put an old song in my spirit this past week, and I, I probably listened to it 800 times easy, at least. Uh, that's not hyperbole. That's, that's legit. And uh, we're not going to have a solo singer come today. And it's easier when you can watch someone stand in front of you and sing. But I want you to listen to the words because here's what I want you to do. I want you to understand rewards. I want you to understand that when you get to heaven, there are rewards. Jesus, when Jesus said store up rewards in heaven, there are rewards you can have when you get to heaven. And I want you to have something. When I stand before the Lord, I don't want rewards so anybody can say, look at me. The Bible says we get to lay those rewards at the master's feet. And there's a great song. And I tell you what I tell you all about everybody. If I quote a preacher or a singer, it doesn't mean I believe in them. My belief is in Jesus Christ. Nobody's perfect, certainly not this man. But I love this Ray Bolt song called Thank You. And I want you just to sit there, eyes open, eyes closed, however you want to do it. But try to focus. When the devil draws your attention away, refocus and let the words of this song get you ready for the word that is coming in just a minute. Listen to this. Everything you've done for God in His name. Every car you helped park. Every, 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 every nice word you said to somebody. Every smile you gave. We're sowing seeds in people's lives to bring them into God's kingdom. I want somebody to be into heaven because of what you gave. Money, 
to the Philippines, to Liberia, to our leper colony in India, to Belize, to Nicaragua, to West Africa. Every month, what we give goes out to change somebody's life. give God praise. Oh, I hope, I hope that you long to hear the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. I hope that you long to have something to show for the life that you've lived for God. I want you, if you don't get anything out of today, I want you to understand this. The world is bigger than Jacksonville, Florida. It's bigger than these conflicts that are going on. It's bigger than what's happening all around the world. There's, a group, there's, a, there's people everywhere on this planet, and they need to hear about Jesus. Amen? 
Wednesday night we talked about Jesus coming back, and I, I hope you don't lose sight of that. The Bible says there is a reward, there is a crown promise to everyone who is anxiously looking for the appearing of Christ. And I'm not going to teach you about crowns this morning, but we also talked Wednesday night, and I wish you would have been here. Uh, it was such an amazing uh, time together, open discussion, interactive Bible study on Wednesday night. It's my favorite service of the week. But the scripture talked about that Jesus was going to come back, and for some people, they were going to be shocked because he's going to come back like a thief in the night. But he went on in the very next verse to say, but we're not in the dark. And it shouldn't shock us. It shouldn't surprise us. We should be looking daily. We should be the ones who believe that he's coming back. We used to sing the song in the old church, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. I hope you still believe one glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. I hope you still believe that you got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I hope you still believe that there's a life beyond this life that's better than this life. But Jesus is coming back. I've, I've told y'all that over these last couple of months that God put it in my spirit, and I've never said this in 42 years of preaching, that I, I, I believe that uh, we were at the very end of time, and I'm not making dates, and I'm not calling out time. Jesus said only the Father knows that. But I told y'all before this war started in Israel that I believe that the signs of the times are appearing everywhere and that I believe that we are at the very end of time and I want to make sure that I'm ready and that you're ready. Listen, if you're saved, you're saved. You're going to be okay, but I want you to do something with your life that will count for Christ. Let God use you in a way that will count. Listen to what Jesus said in our opening text, don't store up treasures on earth, comma. When you read the Bible, always pay attention to what? Always pay attention to the punctuation. It'll help perfect your understanding. Don't just read through it like it's the newspaper. When you see a comma, that's cause for Paul. Stop and think about it. Why would Jesus tell people don't store up treasures here on earth? Because that's what folk do. People are concerned about this life more than they're concerned about the next life and that's an easy trap to get into because the reality is we all got bills to pay we've all got food to buy we we all got gas but listen as i looked at the faces of all those people on that video i'll tell you this when we stand before jesus christ at the judgment seat of christ that great bema seat judgment we are not going to care what a gallon of gas costs or a gallon of milk costs or a dozen eggs costs we're going to care did we live a life that that honored the king whose feet we now sit before. He said, don't, don't, don't be so caught up. All through the scripture, the Bible tells us, don't think like the world, live like the world. Be different than that. He said, don't store up treasure. Now, God wants you to be responsible. He said, we are managers of the money that he gives us, and we ought to be faithful with it. But you need to understand, moth and rust, uh, the King James says, can corrupt. It can destroy them, and thieves can break in and steal. Imagine if every dime you had ever made in your whole life burn up in a house fire because you thought your mattress was the best place to keep it. Some, some of y'all know God has blessed me to do really well in cryptocurrency. Um, I read a story about somebody who lost their 16-digit encryption for their cryptocurrency that they had bought years ago is now valued at over $30 million dollars. And they, they can't look you up by driver's license number. If you lose those 16 uh, phrases, you're out of gas. Now, if, if they could testify, they would let you know, yeah, 
Money on this planet can disappear, but Jesus said stuff you lay up in heaven, it's going to be there. Amen? I wish the body of Christ would be as concerned about storing up treasure in heaven as they are about storing up treasure on this earth. He said in verse 20, Store up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust can't destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. Listen to me. There is treasure to be had in heaven for the believer. There are rewards to be had in heaven for the believer. Don't forget the title of the message. Are you going to have any? Are you going to have anything to show people? See, listen, talk is cheap. I love ghettoisms. I'm, I'm, I'm country ghetto, and I'm, what you see in the pulpit is the same me you see at Popeye's on 103rd Street, Wingstop, wherever we want to go eat lunch. People are so concerned about money here, we, we got to get a better mindset. Listen, you can't take money with you, but you're going to be in heaven one day, and you better have something. Does your life matter? Talk is cheap. Everybody says, oh, I love God more than anything. Listen, talk is cheap. It takes money to ride the bus. Amen? Anybody can talk about how much they love something, but what are you doing to show it? I love what the one preacher asked. He said, if you were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you in a court of law? I go to too many Christians' jobs and ask, is so-and-so here? And they say, who are you? I'm, I'm their pastor. Oh, they go to church? Don't let that be the testimony of your friends, family, and coworkers about you. There's rewards to get, and we need to move beyond the just talking about it. God said, not, don't let your love just be in words, but in actions. Jesus said in verse 21, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Ooh, you want to know what's really in your heart? Look at your bank statement. Look at your bank statement. I finally did it. I finally did it. I'm ashamed that it took me uh, all these years of not doing it. I should have done it a thousand times. But when my Comcast bill finally went over $400, I cut cable off. And I hadn't missed it for a second. Um, and I, there's better ways for me to spend $400 a month than TV, Internet, and home phone that I don't even need because I use my cell phone. Amen? There is treasure to be had in heaven. And most of us are so busy spending. I have people tell me all the time, Pastor, I can't afford to tithe. You always say, the Bible says tithe. I had somebody this week question me again. They said, well, somebody at work told me that tithing's not New Testament, that that's Old Testament religious law, and it can't be found in the New Testament, and we shouldn't be paying tithes as Christians. I said, well, uh, if they haven't even got past the, they're talking about what's not in the New Testament. They didn't get past the first book in the New Testament if they didn't find tithing. They didn't get past the first 23 chapters in the first book in the New Testament because in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, you must tithe. Mm, it's quiet. So quiet in here, you can hear a roach poop. Listen, we're so concerned about financial reward. Some of you, well, I can't afford to tithe. I already told y'all, every broke person I know got a pack of cigarettes, three lighters in their purse, four scratch-off tickets, and a cell phone. You think I'm kidding? Look in your purse next time you feel broke. Wherever your money is, that's where your heart is. 
Now, if, you, if, if God has blessed you and you've been faithful uh, with, with what God has, has blessed you with, he said he'd pour out money on you so much you can't even contain it. You just have to look for ways to dish it out. And there's nothing wrong with being blessed financially. You, so, you say, well, so-and-so spends a lot of money. Uh, well, they pro- if they're given a lot and they saved a lot and God blessed them a lot, then, listen, God, I had somebody tell me, there ain't no rich people going to be in heaven. The Bible says it's harder for a rich person to go to heaven than a camel to go through eye of a needle. I always love to ask them, uh, what exactly did Jesus mean by that whole thing? What, what is that eye of a needle he's talking about? And what was the verse he said right after that? Oh, oh, oh that all things are possible with God. <coughs> rich people are going to be in heaven. The richest person on the planet was Abraham. The richest person on the planet was King David. The richest person on the planet was Job. The richest person on the planet in his day was Solomon. It's not saying that you can't have money. It's saying that you got to have a heart for God that is proven out by what you do with your money. Oh, every year. What's the cutoff, Dina, on how much? Because we're about to have to put out tithing statements because the government makes us do it. Uh, what, what, what's the cutoff according to the government? Yeah, so if you give less than $300 a year, you don't get a tithing statement. Or you give less than $250 a year, you don't get a tithing statement from Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. And every year, somebody will call and leave a message, uh, I haven't gotten my tithing statement mailed to me. Hadn't been in church in 11 and a half months. Gave 13 cents, and they want to... Uh, we've had people where they gave less than $20 in a whole year want their tithing statement on their $20. You can't barely, I told y'all last month, I stopped for lunch at Popeye's on 103rd Street, $13.87 just to get a three-piece. Hey, you can, look at, you can look at my internet banking and tell what kind of chicken I like. Ain't no Bojangles on my internet banking. Ain't no KFC on my internet banking. None of that other foolishness either. There's Popeye's on my internet banking. Why? Because where your money is, that's what's in your heart. You spend money on the stuff that you love. I'm going to keep moving because I know y'all get tense. He's talking about money. Let me give you something that maybe you can't get with. Jesus said when the religious leader asked him what's the greatest commandment of them all, he gave him two for his money. He said, well, the first one's to love God more than anything else, and the second one's just as important as the first one, to love God as to love people. Love God more than anything else with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's why people talk about loving God and loving people. I hope you've got that right. We've got some people in this church, and I met them at other churches too. They say they love God, but they don't love people. And there's no Christianity to that. That's why I tell you racists don't go to heaven, but mean people don't go to heaven either. God said it is impossible for you to love a God that you've never seen if you don't love the people that you can see. I've had people tell me, well, I, I pray for me. I, I, I don't like people, but I love the Lord. No, no, you, you don't love God right or you'd like people. You know, uh, uh, the, one, the one preacher said it, it's, what, it, it's shown in the cross. Love, love God, that's your vertical relationship. Your love for people, that's your horizontal relationship. You put a vertical relationship and a horizontal relationship together, you get a sign of the cross. And if you call yourself a Christian, a Bible-believing Christian, then you got to love God and you got to love people too. We're on a, we're on a mission here. 
to be what God told us to be. And I believe our, our days are very limited. So I want to recap a couple of things for you and get out of your way today. God told me to tell you that if you're saved, start living like it. It's an easy word. It's common sense. You ought to already know it. What, 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 did, what did grandmama tell you? If, she, if, she was, if, if you had a good parent, a couple of things I know. My mama's in the room. She was a good parent. My mama hit me for anything or nothing. And tell me, shut up before I what? Give you something to cry about. I'm like, all that you just did wasn't enough. But it taught me that it ain't all about me. And that's something that this younger generation does not understand. There was no entitlement in my life. I knew everything in that house belonged to my mom, and I was just there based on her good grace. But we, we've got people out there today that, that they just they get offended by everything. You tell them anything, they get triggered. I'm going to tell you again in case you're one of those snowflakes. If you claim to be saved, start living like it. Your grandmama, mother, somebody should have told you at some point in life, act like you got some what? What's wrong with the body of Christ? Out there doing crazy, living crazy, hoeing, drugging, doing all types of evil wickedness that God said shouldn't be named once among believers. No holiness in the land left in America anymore. All these mega churches got gay people in the pulpit, gay people in the choir, just no standard about anything anymore. Listen, everybody's got problems, but the Bible says without holiness, no one will see the Lord. The least popular message. Listen, if you want to have nobody show up to your church conference, book out a venue and call it a prayer and holiness conference. Try to get your mother to come. Because you, you, you'll have it. Listen, that's why I told y'all. It ain't going to be these preachers' names that you know that are going to have all the rewards in heaven. It's going to be some little old man, some little old lady up in the mountains of Georgia or Tennessee somewhere that have been holding to the truth, the word of God, living right, acting right, being right, doing right, giving right, serving right, praising right. And nobody wanted to hear their message. Oh, it reminds me of a man who built a boat. Told him for 120 years what was going to happen. Outside his family, no converts. We got to get to living what we say we believe. I told y'all, some, some of y'all, everybody got to listen to any kind of music you want to. My favorite music is introspective worship music, stuff that makes me lay on the floor and cry. I know some of y'all like country music. Uh, I'll give you a little countryism. I don't even know who said it, uh, but he said, let's get on down to the main attraction. That's a little less talk and a lot more what? That's what the body of Christ needs. That's what the world needs. Your family and friends don't need to hear you quote scripture at them and tell them what they should and shouldn't be doing. They need to see you living your faith. They need to see you putting your faith in action. They need to see the joy of the Lord being your strength. They need to see you have peace, love, and joy like a river so they can know you've got something that they need. And then we won't be begging people to listen to us about our Jesus. They'll be begging us to tell them how we have such peace. In such uncertain times, God said to tell them at the safe, start living like it. And the way you live like it, go tell everybody you know that Jesus is the only way to God. It's not my opinion. It's not my theory. That's not some religious dogma. That's what Jesus said out of his mouth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Allah cannot get you to Jehovah. 
Somebody tell me this week that uh, because Jesus spoke Aramaic, when he said God, he, he called God Allah. Listen, doesn't matter to me what, what language he was using and what he called God, but I can tell you this, when, and they didn't like it because y'all know me. I got a chapter and verse for everything. You've got a question, I got a chapter and a verse for it because I believe everything we think, believe, act, and do for the kingdom of God needs to have chapter and verse and not just a thought. We got to go to the book. I said, well, you, you can, he was claiming he heard some language expert talking. About, I said, well, let me, let me show you what Jesus said on the cross when he called out God. When the, when the whole world went dark because the sin of all mankind was placed on the body of Jesus and God turned his back on his son because Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, God looked away and Jesus didn't cry out for Allah, but he didn't cry out for God either. He spoke a different language. They're trying to make a point where there is no point, but what did he say? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is to be interpreted, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? People try to make something out of nothing. I want to tell you, you better start telling people Jesus is the only way. We had some cult people try to join the church one time. People wearing little purple cloths off their belt loops and the frontlets off their forehead, bringing a, show, a, a horn to blow in during church. Want to know if we were going to celebrate feasts and festivals. And I said, man, you're, you're out there further than you can think. And then he tried to say, you know, well, the, the Scripture says this. And he thought he was special because he said, you should really stop calling Jesus Jesus because that's offensive. What if I called you Skiot? I said, call me whatever you want to call me. I just figured you got a speech impediment or a bad accent. He said, his name is Yeshua, Amashiach. And he just thought that made him special because he knew two, two Hebrew words. I said, well, what was the name of the man that God gave the Ten Commandments to? Moses. I said, well, if you're going to say Yeshua, you need to say Mose. Oh, he didn't like that because he'd just been trumped up on who knows the most Hebrew in the room. Here's what it means to put your faith in action. Love God, love people. Go tell the whole world, Jesus is the only way you can get to heaven. Stop buying into this. Well, all roads lead to heaven. There's lots of good people out there. Ain't nobody going to heaven. If we can go to heaven for being good, Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross. God said without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. We're not going to heaven because we're good. We're only going to heaven through Jesus. And you need to go tell the whole world. The, one of the last things Jesus told his disciples, go to all the world and preach the gospel everywhere. When's the last time you opened your mouth for your faith and told somebody you better get Jesus? You speak up about well, Popeye's chicken being better than Bojangles, if you got any sense. I poured a whole salt shaker. I, somebody made me eat a Bojangles one time. I emptied the whole salt shaker on one chicken wing, and it, salt wouldn't even stick to it. It was so bad. I want a bit of seasoning on that chicken at all. You tell people about a movie you like. You tell people about different things. You, you, your child wins uh, uh, best attitude at the third grade, whatever they call that cer ceremony that I hate. They give everybody something. You, if your child got best at, if your child got funniest, you know what that meant? They didn't get A, B, honor roll. Because they start with it. Oh, these are our children that get all A's. 
these are children of God. A, B. This, this, this is, these, these are children. Uh, and and here's, here's little Scotty Becker. He had funniest. That just meant his grades were bad. We speak up for so much, but people won't speak up and say the name Jesus. Don't tell everybody they need Jesus. Now, if you're not saved, good news for you. You're not responsible to go out and tell everybody how to get saved. Because you can't give away what you don't possess. The Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. But here's the truth. If you're not saved, you ought to get saved today. Stop waiting. You don't know when, when this whole world's going to come to an end. You, you, they're circling ship. They're, this is so hilarious to me. It's, it's like back in the day when you see these Vietnam, Vietnamese people throwing rocks at tanks. That's just silly. They got these little tiny ships from Jordan circling United States, U.S. Navy aircraft carriers in the Mediterranean right now. I'm like, now y'all know I'm prior army, but I'll give the Navy this much credit. They can spit enough to back off one of them to the aircraft carriers to sink that little ship from some other country. They, they got at least 10 Marines on that ship, don't they, Alfred? They just send them 10 Marines off that Navy ship and go kill everybody in that little tiny rowboat. They got people rowing boats out there going to act like they're going to fight the United States of America. They're gearing up. They're gearing up. Russia, China, and Iran signed a pact together that if America doesn't back off this Israel thing, that they're going to blow us off the map. Hey, stop thinking that America's the promised nation. The only one promised nation in the Bible, that's Israel. Do you believe a nuclear bomb could hit America today? And Absolutely. If it's going to hit anywhere, it's going to hit, listen, being a child and raised up as a Navy brat, that's why I went in the Army. I was born in San Diego, California. I went to... Uh, uh, kindergarten, first, second grade in England. When we came back to America, went uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, and Oceana, and moved to Jacksonville when I was 11 years old. Uh, that, that's, that's as Navy as you can get. Some of y'all Navy people know. That's as Navy. And you meet somebody in the Navy. They've been, they've, been to, they've been to California, Virginia, and Jacksonville. And those are the three primary targets for a nuclear bomb to hit. So if you, you, know, if you don't want to be caught up in a nuclear explosion, I recommend Lincoln, Nebraska. You want to live in Jacksonville? We're going to be the first place hit. Uh, California tries to make, make it a measure of pride. No, they, they're targeting. Uh, no, they're, Jacksonville, Florida is going to be the first place a nuclear bomb gets exploded because NAS, Jacksonville, and Mayport have got all the subseekers that are going to be able to find these submarines that the Russians are sneaking across the ocean right now to launch a nuclear weapon from. So don't think that you're going to live forever because, hey, the Bible says, I read the book. The Bible says that in the last day, this whole earth is going to be burnt up by fire. Guess what's the most, most probable thing to burn up this entire planet by fire? There you go. If you're not saved, the Bible says tomorrow's not promised you. You don't have to walk an aisle, pray a prayer. You don't, you don't have to sign a church card. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. If you're saved, start living it and tell somebody about Jesus. If you're not saved, get saved forever. Because here, here's the reality. If you want to live forever in heaven, you got to be saved. The Bible says, unless you're born again, you cannot enter into heaven. Are you born again? 
I'm not asking you if you're a good church person. I'm not asking you if you've got a family Bible on the coffee table. Are you born again? If you're not, get saved now. The Bible teaches that the judgment seat of Christ, believers will receive rewards for the things they did. In 1 Corinthians 3.10, listen to this and we'll go. Because of God's grace to me, I've laid the foundation like an expert builder. This is Apostle Paul talking. God was using him to shake two continents for Christ. He said, now others are building on it. He was going around establishing churches and other people coming in, uh, working in them. He said, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful because no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. I love what the King King James says, no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid. Jesus. Y'all get mad at me when I I talk about uh, my, my favorite buddy out there in Houston. Friends. We're just so glad you came to Lakewood. Victoria and I are praying for you all week long. We know you're struggling out there, but God sees your effort. Don't feel bad because you're whoremongering and sinning and shacking up. Just keep giving your money to Lakewood. Mm -mm. That man pastored the largest church in America, Joel Osteen. When he was on Larry King Live, and Larry King is, is a non-Messianic Jew, and he doesn't believe Jesus is the Messiah, and he, put, he set a trap for Joel Osteen and said, well, what about all these Christians that say you have to be born again? He said, I'm a Jew. I'm not born again. I've got Muslim friends. They're not born again. Can we go to heaven? Well, Larry, I don't like to get into all of that. I'm not what you'd call a sin preacher. I don't talk about hell. Uh, I just think people need to be encouraged. No. If the building is on fire, don't, don't put a blanket on somebody who's asleep and say just, you know, relax and enjoy the flame. Any third-grade Bible Sunday school teacher could have told Larry King, of course everybody needs to be saved. Jesus said you can't go to heaven without being born again. Too many people building wrong on this foundation. That's why religion in America has its issues. Verse 12 says, Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. It's an analogy. Here it is quick so we can go. Your life is building on the foundation of the salvation that God gave you if you're saved. What The things that you do will go through the fire of judgment. Some of the things that you do are like building materials of gold, silver, and precious stones. When they go through the fire, they come out better. Other materials like wood, hay, and stubble. Listen, some some of y'all, listen, I ain't mad at you. If if your dining room table is made out of pressed wood, don't spill water on it. Cheap materials burn up quick in a fire. And Jesus is saying that your life, Everything that you do is either going to be gold, silver, and jewels, or wood, hay, and straw. Some of it's going to last. He said, verse 13 says, on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Well, I taught Sunday school. Yeah, well, if you did it when you're mean and you're hateful and you spent more hours uh, at home on closet pornography than you did on studying your Sunday school lesson, you really think you're getting a reward for that? Wood, hay, and straw. Well, I help park cars in the church parking lot. 
cussing out everybody under your breath, bad-mouthing people for the way they were dressed or how they smelled coming in. You really believe you got a reward for that? See, the Bible says that people look on the outside, but God looks on the heart. Well, I preached, I teached, I deeped, I ushed. It's not just about doing it. It's about doing it with the right motive, the right attitude, the right intent. I like what the one preacher said. The reason why a lot of people don't go to church is they already been, and they didn't like what they saw. And all those preachers, deacons, uh, ushers are going to end up with no reward. Why? Because even the good things you do can be done with the wrong attitude. Well, I sang in the choir. Laying up drunk all week long and singing in the choir ain't going to get you a reward in heaven. What are you thinking? Going to go through the fire. Verse 14 said, if the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. Imagine getting to heaven thinking you got all these rewards for all the stuff you did for God and, and realizing all of it was built on wood, hay, and straw. Your attitude was stank. How's that for countryism? Last verse, verse 15 said, But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. You say, well, as long as I get into heaven. <laughs> I promise you, when you see the eyes of Jesus that burn like fire, when you see the nail prints, when you stand before Jesus at the great white, too many Christians have bad theology and they don't understand. We will be judged by Jesus in heaven, not for whether or not we get in. That's the great white throne judgment for unbelievers. We'll be judged at the judgment seat of Christ talked about here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and in other places where our works will either get a reward or suffer loss. Imagine thinking you've been living for God all this time and you get to heaven and you have nothing to show for your life. I don't want to be the one at the party empty-handed. And when Jesus looks at me and says, Scott, I gave up my spot in heaven where I'd existed with the Father for eternity past, and I came to this, to, to this cruel earth, and I was spat on, and I was mocked and ridiculed. I was beaten, stripped naked, and hung on a cross and died for your sins. Let's take a look at what you did for me. Oh, well, come on, Jesus, play my tape, because I was a pastor. Majority of things pastors do will get no reward at all. They did it in bitterness. They did it in carnality. Some of y'all know pastors. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I want to have something in my hand to give to Jesus. And I want you to have something in your hand. When he says, I did all of that for you, let's see what you did for me. Through the fire. Through the fire. Through what's coming out on the other side for your life. So many Christians have such bad theology. I had somebody tell me one time, oh, sister so-and-so, she's so holy. She's going to have all the crowns stacked up on her. You'll see her walking down Hallelujah Boulevard on the streets of gold from a mile away. She's going to have lots of crowns on her head. No. No. That, should, that would just be proud. Why would you want to keep them for yourself anyway? We didn't do what we did. To, if you got crowns for, at all, you didn't get them doing what you did for yourself. Study Revelation chapter 4. When you go home and see what you get to do with the rewards that God gives you. The Bible says you get to Jesus is going to give you a crown if you deserve it. If you built on the foundation right. If you served him with the right heart. 
If you sacrifice, the Bible says if you sacrifice anything in this life, you'll receive a reward for it. And even in this life, and even much more in heaven. And in Revelation 4, it says he's going to give us these crowns. He's going to give us these rewards. And we're not going to stack them up on, on our trophy case. We're going to take them and say, I did it for you, God. I did this for you. I did everything I did for you. I love you. And I wanted the whole world to know that I loved you enough to stop doing what I was supposed to stop doing and to do what you called me to do. Are you going to have any reward in heaven? Come on, Victor. I was going to play that song again, but I'm not going to do it. But I want you to think about that song. See, I don't, I don't care if anybody comes up to me. I was the first person in my family to get saved. They all thought I was just on some bad drug trip. Then I got a chance to share Christ with my sister. My sister got saved. We got a chance to tag team on my mother. My mother got saved. They're sitting back there right now side by side. Then later, I got a chance to take my little brother to a church service with me on a Friday night. Somebody else was preaching. And I, when, when he stood up to walk down that aisle, everything in me just melted. It's like when me and Dina saw Mom get up and walk down that aisle. It's just the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my whole life. And I thought, man, I'm so glad that they responded. And I don't want anybody coming up to me to heaven. This song's not theologically accurate. It just moves me. I don't want anybody coming up to heaven thanking me. I've had people say, oh, pastor, you saved me. I can't save anybody. Only the Savior can save. And his name is Jesus. You shouldn't want people coming up to heaven thanking you, but there ought to be somebody in heaven because of you. Who are you praying for to be saved? Who are you witnessing to? Who are you inviting to church? It's so easy in America. We have church all the time. You, you don't have to you know, walk five miles in a jungle somewhere and, and take the only two verses of Scripture you know and try to explain it to somebody who's never heard about Jesus. All you got to do is invite somebody to church. If they'd like to get out by 12... Invite them up the street. I've heard so many people say, I just want to hear the Lord say, well done. My good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. That's going to be awesome. But that's not going to be, that's not going to be the, the, the apex for me. When I get to humble myself and bow at his feet and tell him it's not because of who I am, but because of who you are. And it's not because of what I've done, but because of what you did. That if there's any good thing in me, if anything was ever done right by me, it was because God did it through me. Please, Christian, store up some treasure in heaven. Have a gift. Have a gift to bring. It's the right way. It's the expected way to greet a king with gifts. You bring gifts to lay at his feet. 
We've only got a little bit of time left. The Bible says that we got to work while it's day because there's a day coming when no one can work. And this life is the only chance that we've got to live by faith and to please God. Oh, how I want to see you. I want to see you giving crowns to God. I want to see you presenting to the king the efforts that your love motivated you to. Well, it's, you know, it's hard to be. It's, it's just money's tight and I'm busy. Listen, there's nothing more important than honoring God with your life. He gave his all for us. He expects us to give our all for him. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for giving your life for us. Thank you for giving us your spirit to compel us to righteousness. Thank you for giving us your word to teach us. God, I pray for every Christian in this room, Lord, if they're here, they're not prioritizing right. God, I pray that you would forgive us for not loving you the way we should. You deserve more than we've given you, God. Help us, Lord. Fill us with your spirit. Compel us to righteousness, God, for every person in this room that's not truly saved. I pray right now by the power of your spirit that you would give them a divine awareness that it is not well with their soul and they are not born again. And I pray that they would seek you so that they can find you. In Jesus' name. If you believe. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.